Hey, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. Uh, really glad to have you with me today as we are in Acts chapter 26. And in this chapter, we, we have the continued saga of the Apostle Paul in the, the various moments of him giving testimony and a defense of himself and his actions and ultimately of the gospel. Now, if you listen yesterday, we saw that, that God is using these moments of defense to let the gospel go forward into the world. So even though Paul is... Um, unfairly uh, arrested, even though Paul does not have the freedom to move and to do whatever he pleases, uh, God is using all of this for his sovereign plan, his sovereign purpose. And it's really remarkable to think about in our lives. Now today what we see is is Festus is, uh, you know, he's kind of hanging on to Paul. He's got to the spot where he's like, basically, uh, Paul has appealed to Caesar. Festus isn't quite sure, you know, when he's going to send him, how he's going to send him, and now Agrippa comes, and uh, and this is this is the the heir of the previous Herod, the Herod who died uh, for receiving praise as being the uh, the voice of God, not of a man. And so now uh, Herod Agrippa comes, and and uh, he's there with his sister, who is just in in terms of the the history of it, uh, more than a sister to him. Uh, we'll keep that PG, and uh, and as the story goes forward, uh, Festus has Paul share his testimony in front of Agrippa. And there's some interaction between Festus and Paul, and then there's some interaction between Agrippa and Paul. And what I want us to see today is this, just this great moment where Paul is, he is calling for these, these very influential, these very important people in the world that day. He is just plainly, boldly, clearly, he is calling them to trust in Christ. And so let's let's jump in. Let's see what the text says today. Uh, so beginning in verse 24 of chapter 26. I clicked the wrong button. There you go. Uh, here's what we have. It says, And he, Paul, was saying these things in his defense. Or as he was saying these things in his defense. Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you're out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. Now, uh, you know, Paul is well-educated. Paul is, is well-trained. Paul is a man of, of words, and, and he handles them well. He has learned much. And, uh, and he, in his education, um, Festus just gets to this moment where he, like, he basically says, Paul, you've, you've got so much in your mind, you're going nutso, right? You're claiming these things about Christ and about salvation, and, uh, and Paul continues and he says, well, but Paul said, I am not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I am speaking true and rational words. I just love this response. Paul is proclaiming something profound, but he's doing it in a way with a rational mind. He's speaking clearly, concisely, directly. This is, this is Paul's process. Paul would be one who would reason, who would prove, who would who would debate based on the scripture. Well, verse 26, Paul continues, he says, for the king knows about these things, and to him I speak boldly. He's talking about Agrippa now, Herod Agrippa. Uh, he says, and to him I speak boldly, for I am persuaded that none of these things has escaped his notice, for this has not been done in a corner. He says, King Agrippa knows all of this is going down. 
He knows about Christ. He knows about the gospel expansion. He knows about this claim of Jesus and his death and resurrection. Verse 27, Paul speaks directly. He says, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. Now, see, Agrippa, he is, he's a Roman and a Jewish leader. He is the, basically, he's a, a, a place filler in a sense uh, for Rome over Israel, right? So Paul just looks at, direct, looks at him directly. Do you believe the prophets? Do you believe the account of the Old Testament prophets as they, as they promised the Messiah that would come? This is the Messiah that I've been speaking of. Verse 28. And Agrippa said to Paul, in a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? His retort is, I'm just hearing this from you right now. Yes, I notice all these things, but you think so quickly you're going to persuade me? Verse 29, and Paul said, whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me this day might become such as I am, except for these chains. I mean, isn't this Paul's heart? Paul is not giving a defense simply so he can go free. Paul is giving his defense rather so that those listening would be set free. See, see, Paul, even though he's in chains, he is the freest person there because he has been freed from the, the guilt of his sin, the weight of the consequence of, of his rebellion against God. He is free from trying to earn salvation. Paul is, he's in chains, but he, is, he has been set free in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so now he does not simply use this moment to try to convince others that he should be released from his chains, but he has a greater purpose. He is speaking to them so that they would trust in Christ. That they would believe whether it would happen in that moment or over a longer period of time. Paul says, I would that everyone would become like I am, except for these chains. Isn't this your heart for your neighbor? Isn't this your heart for your family member or your coworker or your classmate or your friends? Do you have that driving desire that everyone would become as we are who have been set free of our sin, not because of anything we've done, but because of Jesus in his sacrificial death and in his victorious resurrection, and now for freedom, we have been set free. You see, the ancient way for our modern day, it's just this beautiful story of the Apostle Paul reasoning and rationalizing and debating and proving Christ and doing it in a way we've seen in the last few days with a clear conscience before God and man and doing it so that everyone might become as we are. Experiencing the grace and the mercy, the love, and the forgiveness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, again, I think we see this great narrative of the book of Acts. We see this story from situation to situation to situation, but the big theme, the big theme is that the Spirit of God is moving through His people for the advance of the gospel. That that's not just the theme of the book of Acts, that's the theme of our lives. The Spirit of God is moving through you for the advance of the gospel into other people's lives. This is what I want us to see. This is what I want us to remember. This is what I want us to sense a burden for and a driving passion for. This should be our shared 
goal, our shared desire, that all would become as we are. All would become as we are, forgiven and freed of our sin. You know, I know we've done this recently, but I, I just encourage you to do it again. I know you have hopefully that list of names that you have written down that you're praying for. Why don't you grab that list as this, uh, as this episode comes to a conclusion? Take some time and, and pray for those who you love, that you want them to, to come and be as you are, freed from your sin and, and now forgiven and walking in Christ.